0: Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where we go back in time, sometimes with a guest, and give our uneducated opinions, but our guest might have an, un- an educated opinion because oh, he actually studied yes. film.
1: No.
2: Um, my but name again, is Matt. again, let's emphasize the fact that we <laughs> are uneducated.
0: But our guest knows what he's talking about. So I'm Matt Morris. You know me. You know Gabe. Hey, guys. And you don't, well, maybe you do. If you're listening, you probably know Pat Daly. You probably do. So this is Pat Daly. It's not an education. Can
2: you insert a fanfare sound effect after you say his name? (laughs) Yeah, applause and stuff. Yeah. Work on that.
0: I can do that. Okay. So this is Pat. He works with us at the place that will not be named. No. We're keeping it anonymous. (laughs) But we all work at the same uh, um, company. And that's how we know Pat.
2: Yeah.
1: Gabe's mom, Matt's mom, nice to meet you. (laughs) I'm ready to talk about movies. Thank hey. You, Pat.
2: <laughs> we get like 80
0: listeners an episode. So I just
2: I want to say there are other people listening. I've made a contract with my mom that I'll pay her $10 a month <laughs> if she'll download our episode. From it's working. 50 different accounts every week. So it looks like we're getting independent downloads, but it's really just my mom, Thank aunts, you.
1: uncles. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: All the important people. So, Pat, as you take a big swig of your beer, tell us Mm. a little bit
1: about yourself.
0: Where were you born? What is your passion?
1: Go. (laughs) Um, I was born in Boston, Massachusetts, but I spent maybe a half a year there as an infant. Moved to New Jersey, spent about a year there. Moved to Long Island, spent a few years there. Went to San Antonio, came back to Long Island. Moved to New York to go to SVA, uh, where I received my film education. And now, now for our more uneducated listeners and me, what is SVA? <laughs> the School of the Visual Arts. Ah, okay. All right. That's where I received a very valuable bachelor's of fine arts in film and video, hmm. directing, screenwriting. Ah, both. I think.
2: Is this an army family background? You moved around a lot. What's what's the deal with that? No, you, your dad in the mafia.
1: Um, <laughs> that's my n- guess. Nobody does like to say that he got um, peeped on by the son of Sam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a story he tells okay um he's on the show
2: next week Let's yeah <laughs> we'd to talk to you about
1: something um, <laughs> um no not army not military um just moved a lot okay that's yeah. fair i moved a lot too yeah i moved like probably
0: 10 to 15 times before i was 16 so. jeez all in the same city, though. It was really weird. Yeah, you've got me beat. Yeah, I
2: just moved around you a lot. You went 10 to, s- to 15 times?
0: I think so. Mom fact checked me, but I think it was 10 to 15 times. In the times. same city? <laughs> it, in the same county. We lived in, oh, I've lived in Tarrant, or I lived in Tarrant my entire oh, wow. life. Are like, you from Austin? I'm from uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Okay. Texas. Sorry. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, Pat, when did film first come into your consciousness? Do you remember? I
1: think I do. I think I. I had a fascination with narrative, beginning with video games, and then it just kind of sprouted from that into movies. And I just remember finding a trailer for Freddy vs. Jason and thinking, this is really cool. (laughs) Wow. So then I went on those trailer sites, and I looked at a lot of uh, movie trailers. And then I saw a preview for a Sean Penn movie called 21 Grams. Mm. Yeah. And as a 13-year-old, I decided to go into independent film. I watch a lot of movies on an unsupervised Netflix account. (laughs) Thank you, mom.
0: So you didn't come out of the womb saying "Metropolis is a masterpiece." Nosferatu is my favorite.
1: I've never seen Metropolis. Oh my, really? (laughs) (laughs) I've wow. I've lied about it to get out of class. I have seen Metropolis. Yeah, I have
2: seen Metropolis.
1: I know what it is. I've never seen it. It's excellent. We should watch it together. Okay. Just please don't ask me what movies I've seen now. (laughs) It's a date, Matt. (laughs) All right, I'm
0: down. Um so Pat that was that was a great introduction to yourself. Thank okay. you. I learned I did something best, today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I didn't know you were from 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 Boston. I'm born in Boston, but well, I'm not Boston. from Boston. All right. I didn't know you lived in Jersey. Where did you live in Jersey? Some farm-looking country. There was <laughs> yeah. a strawberry field in the backyard. Mm. Wow. Awesome. Strawberry
0: fields forever. All and right. some dead hamsters.
1: <laughs> so well, before thanks, we um
0: get started with our review, I do want to address R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Yes. Oh, this is going to get dated. This is going to be about three weeks late, but truly an excellent contribution to film
1: in general. It really caught me by surprise. Mm-hmm. And he is an amazing actor and director. Yeah. He's done a lot of great work. Tragic. Um,
2: this is pretty awful, but I'm hearing this literally right now oh. for the first time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I have he's, not, uh, did this happen today? He died today.
0: Yeah, this morning. Yeah. 61. I, Mm-hmm.
2: I must have just not been on my phone much today on the on yeah. the train, but I have not heard this. This is
0: genuine shock, people. Man, I'm sorry. I'm so that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Uh Bill. he was apparently
2: having heart surgery wow. and then had a
0: stroke while he was having heart surgery. Yeah.
2: Now uh favorite Bill Paxton movie then? Frailty. Mm. Frailty mm. is good. Mm. True lies. Is he in true lies? Maybe I'm that not Tom Arnold? true lies. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, he's in True Lies. Tom, Tom Arnold is in True Lies. Well, he he's is incredible. in True Lies. He's
0: he's the he's the car salesman in True Lies. Oh yeah, He like gets yeah, yeah, caught yeah, in the yeah. end, and it's a great line oh. where he talks about. Oh. It. It's a great scene. He's like, "I'm just a normal guy. I piss myself. I have a small penis."
2: Wow. Yeah, it's <laughs> a great can we, movie. Can we mark that? Is there a way to mark that and use that again? Yeah.
0: I'll <laughs> chop it up and Please. put it in. <laughs>
2: oh man, um, he's in Apollo 13. He's yeah. in Apollo 13. Hmm. Aliens. It's 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 bad because I Terminator? wasn't the biggest Bill Paxton fan. I, I yeah, like I mean, he wasn't a star. I love Tombstone. I, I love Tombstone, but he's I great don't Tombstone. like him in that movie. And I he's just mm. a little bit. I don't know. I'm not gonna talk bad about him today because yeah. he's Bill freaking Paxton. So R.I.P. Bill. You're still getting over it. <laughs> That's why <laughs> just you're just in the denial scene. stage I'm already. i angry phase where yeah. I don't believe this. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so rest in peace. Yeah bill oh, paxton yeah. mm. all right bill i also want to say i saw get out i don't know if you guys saw it did you yeah. see it yet? not yet okay 100 well, percent. i thought it was great i think that the trailer might be misleading i don't want to go too far into it because there are a yeah. lot of spoilers to be had but don't be don't go in with an angry mind just go watch it it's great yeah. jordan um is it jordan Peele or is it keith Jordan Peele. Jordan, Jordan Peele, Peele yeah. <laughs> wrote and directed it. And I think it's it has its problems, but the the lead guy, um, something like Alui Aluja, I can't remember his first name, but he was great. And I think if he didn't miss the Oscar cutoff, he might be in contention.
2: I want to see it. Excellent. I have an issue. I need to be like you, Pat. I have uh-huh. a, New York City movies are like $15 a pop. So Yeah. It...
0: Kaufman Studios, $12 for a matinee. Okay. I want it too. 2, 2 p.m. on a Saturday, it was $12. Not bad. Yeah, but,
2: but I'll, I'll probably things. wait since this isn't some big like, you
1: know You don't have to see it on the big action screen action movie. Yeah. Right. I'll I wait think and rent
2: you
0: it. should see it on the big
1: screen.
2: Oh you do? Okay. I would think Would you so. go again? Would you go with me?
1: I would go. Pat? Yeah.
2: All right. Let's it's do a, do a it. date. <laughs> we gotta watch Metropolis. That's two dates. <laughs> we gotta week. <laughs> go. <laughs> it's been uh, three minutes. If you don't know, Matt's wife is currently on tour, so <laughs> yeah. um, he's a bit lonely. Yeah, a lot of free time. Dates
0: with strange men.
2: Yes. That's all
0: I wanted to say about that. Let's go see it. Let's do it. Now, let's get into our film. This is a bonus quote-unquote episode. We allowed Pat to pick what he wanted to talk about. Dealer's Choice. Dealer's Choice. So, I want you to introduce the movie. Go ahead and just give us the title of the movie right now.
1: The classic, almost lost film, Wake and Fright*
2: new to the yabba
1: new to the yabba
2: like the old place
3: no i think it's bloody awful you don't like the yabba no Will you have a
2: drink? No, I'm toying with this one, thanks. Well, drink it down, I'll buy another. Look, I'm flat broke, and I can't afford to drink. What's that going to do with that man? I said i would buy you a drink. You don't have to buy me one. Now drink it down. Two minutes, Keith. Don't forget the tomato juice. I'm Tim Hines. John Ground. All right.
0: So, thank you for recommending this film because. Yeah, man. This was a great film.
1: I'm so happy to hear that you guys feel that way. Yes. So, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I watched
2: the trailer the second Matt told me about it, mm-hmm. that that was your choice. And I was immediately just disturbed <laughs> and scared and really excited. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Appropriate. paid off. I thought this was amazing. I loved this movie. I totally I'm giving agree. my final thoughts now, but I, I'll stop. <laughs> I'll wait. Yeah. But I really dug this movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, Pat, why why did you pick this movie? Do you have an emotional attachment to it? Did you just see it recently and enjoy it?
1: It's, I mean, you know, it, it all started just when I read the story about how the film got found. In uh, It was found in Pittsburgh. Um you know, people have been looking for the theatrical cut for about 12 years. All they could find was a awful TV print. Mm-hmm. And they found it in Pittsburgh after 12 years of looking in a um, ready-to-destroy box. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that alone got me really interested. It's a movie that really shouldn't be watchable at such a, you know, format. Yeah, um, Scorsese loves it. Alamo Drafthouse loves it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just remember watching it with my two roommates, and we all were just you know not sure about it until i guess uh, until the main character gets into you know the bar when he when he basically is introduced to all the people of australia in mm-hmm. this chaotic chaotic dark dingy bar and i just felt so disturbed and so hooked mm-hmm. and it just did not let me off the hook yeah. for the rest yeah. of the movie for, I for agree with people that, that yeah. don't
0: know this was released in 1971 in australia and the uk mm-hmm. didn't make it to america and then, like Pat said, it was basically gone until somebody found it and mm. like the, the
2: negatives were lost, or something they couldn't the original was lost yeah mm-hmm.
1: and it was such a bomb in Australia that people basically just forgot about it
0: and people tried to to copy what they had, but it was mm. unwatchable, like mm. it was just okay. it had terrible quality, and then somebody found it in two thousand and what something nine think something yeah, something. Yeah
1: very recent. Yeah. And
0: then it was released in 2012 in America. It didn't do very well. I mean, not surprisingly, it's like not it's super reissue. marketable. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll go ahead and get into some information like we always do here. So the budget was 700,000 Australian dollars. It's a lot of money. Which I put into a converter and that's about 537 US 537,000 US dollars. It was like $537. <laughs> wow. 537,000 US dollars in 1970 was yeah. I'm sure yeah. you know a million dollar movie at this point. Big. Um it, guns. In 2012 when it was re-released in America it made about $51,000. So like I said, didn't do very well.
3: Yeah.
2: But that was also what like it had to be a really limited Release Alamo Draft. I think House it was out for a, two that. months. Yeah. yeah, but it would have been a limited yeah. Right. It's not like you yeah. can go see that at, you know, your regal cinema. Angelica Matinee. Theater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Angelica yeah. Alamo, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Uh the tagline have a drink, mate. Have a fight, mate. Have some <laughs> dust and sweat, mate. There's nothing else out here.
1: Okay. I'll I delivered wow. that I, well. I would agree with that. I never heard that tagline before. It's on a lot of you the posters. You need
2: to work on your uh Australian accent. Do you Mike. want to read it? Lucky let's let's in try your words. it. Um, Be more authentic. Have a drink, mate. Have a fight, mate. Have some d- <laughs> dust and sweat, mate. There's nothing else out here. That was lovely. That, that was, was much between uh, New Zealand and Australia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're one, you know, brother and sister. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. Okay, whoa, <laughs> right. brother and sister
2: is a better way to say. Don't uh, piss you know, off the criminal and officer. Don't lose our huge New Zealand audience, <laughs> or Australian audience.
0: Um, the only actor that. I felt worth mentioning was Donald Pleasance. I mean, he was in a lot of American films. He was in Halloween, Escape from New York, and some other things. Maybe yeah. you guys have someone else you want to mention, but he was probably the most prevalent in our culture. He um, was a
1: James Bond villain, wasn't he? He mm-hmm. was.
2: As we, I told Matt, he <laughs> inspired Dr. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blom, Blomfeld was his name and You Only uh, Live Twice. Yeah. So he's the bald guy with the gray, really weird square futuristic shirt on, and the cat, I mean, it it is is Dr.
1: Evil. Does he have the scar on his eye?
2: Yeah, 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 I think so. Oh, God. But uh, I think those are all free on Amazon Prime, so I need to go Uh and watch. (laughs) (laughs) I will be watching You Only Live Twice tonight. Actually, tonight's Oscars night, by the way. Mm, We didn't say that at the beginning, so we're watching the Oscars, but... Yeah. Um, The only other actor I would mention is uh, John... I don't even know how to say his name. Malon? Mm M-E-I-L-L-O-N? He's not a big character in this movie. Was he Tim? Tim Hines. He uh, he was Charlie. He's the oh, bar- he's the bartender. Oh, the at the, be- at the very beginning and the very yeah. end. Yeah. But he's Crocodile Dundee fame. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. He's like, he's like the old spunky Australian man. Uh, in Crocodile Dundee. Didn't realize. Wow. Anyway, anyway um, yeah. Deep deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> and then Chips Chips Rafferty was a huge Australian actor who mm-hmm. plays Jock. Yeah. The cop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's fantastic in this movie too. It's good. Yeah. I, I have he- a bit of trivia about him later.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't want to get morbid, but I th- he passed away very shortly after the movie got made. Yeah, this was his last
2: film. Wow. I think he did a TV thing after this, but yeah, this was his last movie. Good movie. Probably because he drank himself to death I mean, in this <laughs> movie. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't everyone? Oh, my uh. gosh. Okay.
0: Uh, some trivia. According to the DVD commentary, the... Artificial banknotes printed for shooting the two-up gambling sequence look so realistic, the two extras were later arrested for trying to pass them off as genuine currency.
2: So not bad. Not yeah, bad. Big fat gambling mm-hmm. scene. Which is a great scene. One of the dumbest gambling games I've ever really heard of in It's my all life, luck. It's a great scene. It. Yeah, it's great. It's, yeah. It's, it, it exposes how...
0: We'll talk about it shortly. Sorry. More, more Sorry. Set, God, but... You should be gay. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> There are approximately 107 occurrences in the film where a person drinks from a beer glass, beer bottle, whiskey bottle, or whiskey glass.
1: Mm. I've never heard which that. Which
0: seems conservative.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Actually>. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Yes. I would have guessed in the thousands. Yeah. so much beer in this
1: movie. The casino mm. of beers.
0: Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some ratings. IMDb, 7.7, 7, which is good. 6,210 ratings. Metacritic, 88, which is great. Nice. Ebert. Three and a half stars. Roger. Great. All right. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes with 46 critic reviews. Oh, great. Got it right. Yeah. Just like Get Out.
1: Just, <laughs> just like Get like Out. out. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> They're basically the same movie. Yeah, I mean, you know.
2: Yeah. I, I will say on, on that alcohol note, I have a piece of trivia too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Chips Rafferty, the guy I just mentioned, who plays Jock, he's a cop in this, um, the Yabba, is this town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says that the director, Ted Kotcheff. uh, supplied non-alcoholic beer for all of these scenes mm-hmm. and apparently chips rafferty tasted it he knew immediately there was no alcohol in it <laughs> and he demanded real beer oh jeez! <laughs> um according to this trivia this is imdb i have no idea if this is actual yeah. truth but let's pretend it is so he said um he told the director you concentrate on the directing i'll concentrate on the drinking <laughs> And so the director, Ted Kochif, said because of this, he calculated that Chips Rafferty was drinking up to 30 pints per day.
0: Oh, my goodness. Which
2: sounds really high to me because he has a few scenes where he, he slams like probably seven or eight yep. beers. But who knows how many but times they But he's sh- Australian. He's Australian, Australian. Right? Mike. Mm-hmm. He drinks that Foster's. Some
0: Americans can drink 30 pints of beer in a day, I'm sure. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
2: But anyway, I, I, if that's true, that's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's physically possible, but move on. I'm sorry. Last Australia. piece. Of well, anyway. even
0: water. Like, even drinking that much water would poison you, I'm sure. Dangerous.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's tough. Yeah. It's a tough guy. Australia.
0: So, <clears throat> Pat, you've, you've listened to the show. Mm-hmm. So, we'll go ahead and, and just kind of go through the beats of the story, stop on stuff we thought was interesting, give a little extra color commentary to things that are important. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the opening scene in this movie is kind of a sweeping shot of the Australian outback. We're in Tabunda, which mm. is a, a, a fictional town, I believe, in Australia. And it's in a grade school, and that's where we're introduced to John, who is kind of the, the main character of the story, or is the main character of the story. And he is waiting for the clock to run out because it's summer, and all you know the bell rings and all the kids leave.
2: Well, it's it's just before Christmas vacation. Oh, I
0: thought it was summer. No, oh, no. It's, it's, always me, it's always summer. always Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. I, I was confused too. My
2: my sweet wife was watching this movie with me, and I was oh, like, "Allison, I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yes, oh, thank you. Um, th- hi, Allison. Hi, baby. Uh, anyway, yeah, just before Christmas. Cutting that out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Please cut that out. But yeah, I got confused too because at the end of the movie, I was like, "Was that? Did that all happen on a weekend? Like, mm-hmm. and was no. it six weeks? Yeah. Know, yeah. It, it, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was." It was just before Christmas. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well that's good to
1: know. I thought it yeah. was summer. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know Christmas was involved.
0: Well, maybe it's not Christmas in Gable. No, it's on. It's on the. <laughs> well, now it's one of my yeah, favorite Christmas okay. movies. <laughs> <laughs> right up there with a the Christmas story. Yeah, know. Yeah, no, when, le- when he leaves
2: the school to get on the train, it says like Xmas something on oh. storefront window. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You're it's very Christmas, observant. It's Christmas break. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. All right. Well. So he's the going more on. you know, he's going on holiday. <laughs> yeah. On holiday. Uh, on
0: holiday. I do want to say I love the score. I love it. Yeah. Because it sets up this like light and airy tone, but it's at the end, it's it's not that way at all. So mm-hmm. it, it just kind of tricks you into thinking it's going to be a fun family movie.
1: Yeah, like a like a bonkers vacation <laughs> Australian <laughs> comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Not disturbing at all.
3: No.
0: Gets <laughs> lost in the outback. It's crazy. Yeah.
3: Which
2: she does. But you find out that very soon it starts to unsettle you just not in way many soon. ways. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
0: uh john goes back to his home he packs for a trip he stops in the bar has a drink with his landlord slash bartender of this motel that he lives in i guess is what it is yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he asks for a midi which is what they call like a mini pint i believe in australia it's
2: like a sort of a little bit over a half of a pint maybe Mm -hmm. looks like Mm.
0: yeah so he asks for a midi he he drops off his keys uh, then that's where you learn he's going to be gone, or, or he thinks he's going to be gone for six weeks, but he says something like, Not if I win the lottery or whatever. He thinks he'll be back sooner because he's going to get more money. Okay. <laughs> he catches the train to, um, what's it called? Dubanyaba? Dubanyaba? Du- du- something Yaba. Yaba? S- Yaba. Everyone
2: just calls it they the Yaba. They call it Yaba. Uh, you've the been yabba. to the Yaba, and think everyone yeah, loves the Yaba. I uh-huh. think
0: it's Dubanyaba but he he catches the train he he so this is important later in the film he's he 's offered a beer on this train ride, but he turns it down mm-hmm. initially
1: he does yes,
2: but also I think the the whole beer drinking thing even starts before so nobody listening knows this because they haven 't maybe mm-hmm. haven 't seen it but mm-hmm. in the bar you just said he has he has a beer before he leaves yeah. with the landlord. The landlord walks in and he has a cigarette in his mouth and half of a pint mm-hmm. so he pours a pint for um John. John. I was about to say Greg, but I don't know why. Looks like a Greg. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. uh, he pours a pint for Gre- for John, not Greg. <laughs> oh, jeez. And John says, are you having one? Mm-hmm. And he already has half a pint in his hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he goes, yeah, sure. And he slams the half and pours another beer. Mm-hmm. So that's just like, already I was like, okay, well, he just had like half a beer. Yeah. am sure he's had some before that. Right. But I want to get into that later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. uh you'll...
1: Having a beer together is very important very in Australia. Very important in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, yes. It's
2: important here, right now.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> As Gabe opens a beer. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, he, like I said, he gets on the train, he's offered a beer, he turns it down, and there's like a... Did you see the weird like collective water jug on the train yeah. that he pours from?
2: Yeah, with a it's one single glass. Kind of gross. Really gross. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't, didn't see notice that. that. Oh. <laughs> <On> <laughs> I'm a, sorry. On the train, there was like a Big glass water jug um uh-huh. in a little holder on mm-hmm. the wall of the train and one single <laughs> glass and another little steel receptacle and you'd pick the glass up pour yourself water and then and then he just goes and puts it back puts it back man this is 70s yeah 70s in australia man it's crazy they didn't know about germs yet no <laughs> <laughs>
0: things get to australia late you know uh so john like this, gets like this podcast probably. <laughs> We did have one hit on our website from Australia once,
1: hey. so well there you go. <laughs> Thank you to whoever you are. It's about to increase with this episode.
0: <laughs> so John gets in a cab. The cab driver knows he's headed to the Yaba. Quote unquote. He calls it the best place in Australia. Mm-hmm. That's the consensus is that it's like a party town. It's As does everyone else
2: in the Yaba. They just love the yeah. Yaba. Yeah. Why not party? We don't know yet, but we're about to find out. Yeah.
0: Uh, so John chucks into a hotel where a woman is just rubbing water all over her body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please clarify that. I, forget. Matt. Oh, I forgot
2: about that. Yeah. <laughs> this is a podcast. All right. People live with oh, visual information here. Yeah. It's not just a woman rubbing. <laughs> when see, you I wait, said that I had a completely different visual than what was in the movie. <laughs> see, I wait for you to explain uh, stuff. I just you do that's right. But see, then I get in trouble as the guy who always butts in and like goes on for five minutes about the woman rubbing water all over her body. Okay, no, well, it's hot. it's a hotel. It's very hot. So yes. we just all you have to do is clarify. She's wearing a dress, and and she's sitting in front of one of those fans. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. when you were a kid and you would act like Darth Vader and stick your face in front of a just oscillating fan. Yeah. So she's mm-hmm. just dripping water on her face and her chest, and she's. She looks as if she's in ecstasy. Yeah, she, it, which is very awkward. And she's yeah, got her eyes closed, rubbing
0: and, her collarbones. Yeah, and,
2: it's very weird and she sort of disregards John as he's trying to check into the hotel and mm-hmm. anyway.
0: So, he gets a room. Uh then he then goes to a bar and I don't know why this was in there, but he walks in the bar and a guy says, "Hey, we're closed." And he like acts like he's walking out but then just comes back in and did you notice that? I didn't catch yeah. that. It was really weird. I, didn't, I totally yeah. missed that, because there were,
2: there were like 3,000 people in this bar. It was a huge... Some guy playing horseshoes. Gathering. You know what I'm
1: talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It was like a really weird... I must have not heard that. Maybe he knew he wasn't from the Yaba.
1: Maybe. He just didn't like it. Yeah. Him. I see it that as the moment he walked in, he was being challenged. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. He, I mean, he doesn't look like he's from the Yaba. He
0: looks, he looks like nobody else, because he's wearing yeah. like a linen suit, it's essentially. Like a white suit. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. By the yeah. way, Gary Bond looks very much like Robert Redford. He's like a British Robert Redford. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very so. young. Yeah.
0: Young Robert Redford. So he, he goes in the bar. This is where he meets Jock Crawford, who the trivia was about earlier, the guy who drank real beer on set. He's a sheriff in the town. Uh, and then he encourages John
1: to drink a lot.
0: He has like... I On the conservative side, I'm assuming they had like three pints, but that's probably more than that. I'd I, say I, three
1: I, pints in, the, in two minutes. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: In two minutes. But I think I counted. I think total... It was six or seven. Jeez. But it's the same thing that happened at the, the first hotel. So, he's there. The guy Jock walks up and introduces himself again. Um, John is sitting there nursing a beer. He's barely mm-hmm. touched it. He just got it and he goes back. Uh, just stands against the wall. He doesn't know anybody. And Jock's like, "Are you drinking? Let me, let me buy you a drink." And he's like, "Oh, I've, I've got this." And he's like, "Well, finish it. <laughs> and let, I'll get you another one." And he and so he and Jock. Slams his beer, mm-hmm. a whole pint, or maybe maybe a midi. I don't know. Yeah. And then <laughs> uh, a pint. John. How they have middies in this town? <laughs> <laughs> and then John just looks at him and he's like, "All right," and he just drinks this whole beer. And they go get two more. Mm-hmm. And that happens in that one scene like two times at least. So they have probably four beers total, I guess mm-hmm. two or three. Well, probably two a piece at least. And then when it cuts to the next scene, they're still together drinking, and it happens two or three more times again. And it's yeah. just like this weird. You cannot sit there and nurse a beer. You yeah. have to, if someone offers you a beer, you have to finish what you have and get one with them. Mm-hmm. And that starts this really unsettling theme from the get-go.
1: The bender begins. <laughs> you know, the editing makes you feel drunk. You feel like mm-hmm. you're getting drunk watching these scenes. But he doesn't
2: know. Like, John has, he he just doesn't want to be impolite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's getting sucked into this culture he he's not he's not sticking up for himself. He's just like oh, okay, and I think and it's weird. People kind of get like harsh like harsh all of a sudden. Like mm-hmm. finish your beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. And that happens all through this movie. And it's very intimidating. So yeah. I think he just gives in and does it, and it leads him somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere mm. dark. Somewhere very. Dark.
0: Well, I thought he was British. The whole entire. I watched it once. British. I rewatched it today. No, in the movie, he's from Sydney in the movie,
3: hmm.
2: but he has a British accent. But he says he's going back to uh, Sydney. To Sydney, yes. But but he uh, wants
0: to move to, to move to, to London. England. Yeah,
2: I thought he was British because he has an English accent. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's very, very posh. Yeah, okay. but
0: he's he's Australian. He's from Sydney, because this is where they explain why he's in Tabunda at all. Basically, teach for America. Do you guys know what that is? Yep like you you so you you go you get it as pat shakes no (laughs) no i know Uh, nobody who knows some people might not know so what what happens is somebody goes to college they get their degree they go teach and the government pays a certain amount of their loans off so this is a kind of similar situation for john he got his education in sydney then a thousand dollar what he calls bond is posted for him and then The government uses that bond to ensure that the teachers will go wherever they want them to. So Mm -hmm. he ends up in Tabunda with a $1,000 bond over his head, which is the catalyst for this entire movie, essentially. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get out of this debt so he can go meet his girl who lives in Sydney. And stop Mm -hmm. teaching.
2: Yeah. Unlike most people who are doing Teach for America, yeah. he doesn't want <laughs> to be a teacher.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like most people who did Teach for America are no longer teachers that I know. Maybe so. not, but they I just
2: know they're always really smart and it was hard to get into Teach for America. Yeah. So, hmm. but yeah. this is not Teach for This is Teach for Australia. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Teach for fosters. Might. Teach your <laughs> alligators. <laughs>
0: All right, we're getting vaguely uh, insensitive towards Australians here. You're (laughs) not going to get any Australian pictures. You impersonate (laughs) what you love, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, John calls himself a slave. Cite us out of that in there. He thinks he's essentially a slave to the government. Mm -hmm. Um, Jock says that people kill themselves to get out of the Yaba, which is important later. No spoilers. Mm -hmm. But people kill themselves to get out of the Yaba. there was a really weird scene where everyone's gambling. There's a lot of beers where you said it feels like everyone's drunk. Mm-hmm. And, and you feel drunk as well because it's like quick cuts and odd, like low camera angles, like swinging around all the time. Mm, very surreal. And, and everyone goes silent and the room goes dark and this red light shines and they all get up and they pay homage to this silence as says, lest we forget. And I didn't look too far into this, but it's... I'm assuming they're paying homage to soldiers. Uh-huh. Apparently it's a thing they still do in some Yeah, places. yeah.
2: Apparently it's a real ritual. But they're he's in a bar with Jock but mm-hmm. before the gambling scene and the like a, the giant bar. Mm-hmm. That place was like a warehouse. It was huge. Mm-hmm. But this is a little smaller. But yes, they the lights turn really Red. Red. Blood red. Yeah. And uh Jock is like, Stand up, stand up, turn mm-hmm. around. And they all have to, you know, salute and wait for it's kinda like taps, but mm-hmm. it's it's not. And then they have a moment of silence, and mm-hmm. I guess it's a World War One thing.
0: It could have been two at yeah. this point, or another war that Australia was in. I don't know how many wars they've been in. Yeah. I'm not brushed up on my Australian <laughs> history. Same.
2: Yeah. The most I know about Australian history is uh, rescuers down under. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the education you need. <laughs> Poaching and... That lizard who was crazy and the eagle. and okay. That's Australia, if you've yeah. seen that movie. <laughs> don't you know what? That. Let's walk through Rescuers down. <laughs> We're changing <laughs> we the yeah, yeah, you know, We should. <laughs> uh, next week
0: on Rewind Cinema. <laughs> um, so they do they do this whole thing. I don't really know the, what it means in the context of the movie. I'm sure there's some sort of deep I've, yeah, philosophical. I've,
1: I feel like it just kind of drives home the alienation that John, right, his name is? Named. John. Mm-hmm. I should know. <laughs> um, it just drives home the alienation that he's this, you know, and, and even when he's saying he's a slave, how the sheriff reacts, just at, like, you're not a, you're really in a hard time. Are you really having trouble with the work you do? Yeah. You know, it just kind mm-hmm. of drives home that he is in an area that he sh- really should not be in, yeah. or he'll become one of them soon. Sorry, should okay. go ahead.
0: Well, no, that's, good. that's what we have you here for, for the insight like that. My educated mind. <laughs> and, and also just...
2: Also to, to show that these people, they have a very like distinct, cut-out way of life. Yeah, and they're that, proud of it. They're proud of it, and they're all obsessed with this town that they live in. Mm-hmm. No one wants to leave, even though it's totally insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. It's like they stand up and salute these fallen comrades, and they're all just totally hammered while they're doing this, and the rest of the weekend or the vacation... It's just I don't know. It's just weird. It's like a weird little window into their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Your your assessment was smarter than mine. (laughs) It was just I had no (laughs) idea
1: where the movie was going at that point. I I had no idea. Very observant. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So they
2: leave
0: this area. Jock tries to get John to drink some more, but John is wasted. So he's like, I got to eat something, <laughs> or I'm going to die. <laughs> know he's very feeling.
2: confused, too. Yeah. is like, they have really good beer in this different bar. Mm-hmm. It's like across the street. <laughs> but they have
0: the same three beers yeah. throughout the entire it's, movie. It, <laughs> they didn't
2: have any different beers. 1971. It was yeah. like two or three choices. And he's like, no, the beer here is really good. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have to eat or I will pass out. And so he's like, reluctantly takes him to get food. And I'm like, come mm-hmm. on, man. And he's had like nine. <laughs> he's drank like a six-pack and a half at this point. See, he's about you to would, die. You wouldn't cut it in Yaba. Oh, I would have, like, died three <laughs> beers in, in and yeah. I would be done.
0: Oh, man. There were some college parties I could barely make it through. So
2: um, Remember, your mom is listening, man.
0: Uh, she knows. She knows I'm a bad boy. <laughs> You're a rude boy. <laughs> I'm a rude boy. So um, they go into this uh, restaurant-slash-gambling facility. Uh, Jock shows John there, and he sees them. They're playing a game called 2-Up, which we referenced earlier, which is a game... I think it's a really interesting game where it's a ton of sweaty men in a circle <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's one person in the middle who's called the Spinner and they have a little plank of wood that they can fit in their hand and they have two coins, mm-hmm. tails and, and heads, obviously. And so they flip these coins above their head and whether or not they land both heads or both tails, these people make a mad dash to get their money and it, it involves like putting money down and having somebody
2: match it. Yeah, you just bet against guys in the crowd, basically. Yeah. And it's surprisingly honest. Like, yeah. there, there, mm-hmm. was no, there was no violence or anger or anything. It was just sort of like, hey, what are you betting on? Tails, mm-hmm. all right. I'll uh, come back to you. I, I, or, or, yeah, like, okay, you're on. And he'd be like, I'm going to lay down this much money, and you're mm-hmm. And so they would just bet, and then everyone got their money in the end. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, John says something like, how do you know who gets what? He asked somebody, yeah. and he's like, well, everyone's honest, and they all get what they put down. So, you know even though they're drunk
2: and sweaty and but then that ha- you're probably going to say this, but that happens he 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 places his initial bet mm-hmm. so he watches for a while he gets into it places a bet and then as he he wins it's like a, a he bets on tails mm-hmm. and then all these dudes crowd crowd right. him out and he can't get to his money and then the guy across the room is like where's the man in the white jacket mm-hmm. and he gives him his money yeah mm-hmm. so he's he's like oh okay this works i'm
1: totally in Things are going pretty good for John at this point. Yeah. They are. Yeah. I
2: do want to go
0: back to kind of this thematic scene where he's introduced to the game, but he has to go back to get his food that Jock ordered for him. And we get introduced to Donald Pleasence, who I mm-hmm. talked about earlier. His mm-hmm. name is Doc in the film. He's sitting down and he's has a notepad. He's like drinking some beer and he's just writing stuff. Uh, John sits down at the table near him and Jock leaves. And Doc is sitting there and he says something like, the devils are happy with hell or something like that uh, i don't know he's... i
2: i wrote it down mm. <laughs> uh-huh. let's give gabe uh, two minutes to find no this i'm coin. sorry i have <laughs> all, all the little de- so he's sitting there at the bar uh-huh. and, and, at a table eating some steak and eggs and mm-hmm. this creepy guy's across and he says all the little devils are proud of hell yeah that's the mm. the line
0: and um John kind of quizzes him on that. He's like, what did you mean by that? And he basically just says, like, Yabba could be worse, supply of beer could run out, which is just, like, the the whole essence of the community. is like, we're in hell, we know it, but it could be worse, we embrace hell.
1: We can drink. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. There's always more beer.
2: And he kind of notices that John is sort of offended, not offended, but, like, really taken aback by the over-hospitality of Jock and everyone mm-hmm. else. They're like, have a beer with me. Let me buy you this beer. Yeah. And so John is sort of really caught off guard, and he and the, and the Doc Doc Tyden n- notices it, mm-hmm. and so he's like, he kind of talks to John about like, did it throw you off that he's being so nice? And he's like, and the, he kind of talks about how they're stupid people and they they want you to join their stupidity. And I don't know. It was a mm-hmm. really really
1: good scene. But mm-hmm. Donald Pleasance, oh my gosh, yeah, best best actor in the film. Oh. I've never seen him act this way. He's, he was so oh good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kn- yeah. I know him as like a rigid. Bad guy, Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, I've never yeah. seen him so loose and chaotic and scary.
0: He was excellent.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: also in that scene, the notepad that Doc has, he's keeping the odds. So how everyone's flipping that night. And he says, two to one on heads. Mm-hmm. And so John, think, he takes that information. And he's like, oh, well, if the heads is going so well tonight, I can gamble. And that's where he goes back in. And he bets and and he wins the first round, and um somebody asks for the guy in the white coat, he gets his money, he gambles a few more times, he keeps winning and winning, he gets all this cash, and then he just runs back to his hotel room
1: in a very defiant moment, of, mm-hmm. you know, music's playing, he's skipping, he's sprinting, he's looking at the money, spreading it around, mm-hmm. you know, just taken aback by it mm-hmm. and then,
2: well, he counts it, yeah, and he has enough to. Get out of teaching. Not yet. Almost. No. Almost. Well, he he counts it. I, again, I wrote this quote down. Sorry. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Almost. Sorry. But he says mm-hmm. $1,000. Just one more spin and you're out of it. Just mm-hmm. one more and you're out of teaching. Mm-hmm. So he's got 1000 bucks, And he's... Allison and I were extremely tense at this moment. We're like, don't you go back to that. <laughs> this is the turning point <laughs> uh-huh. of the movie. Don't go back, please. And he...
0: But he doesn't have a thousand dollars yet, because he's saying one more spin oh, oh, well, maybe and he'll get counting, to a may- thousand. Yeah, you'll get to. Okay, so he's got whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He
2: has a lot though. Which uh, is
0: which is more compelling? Because if he doesn't have the thousand, he only has five hundred. Right. Then, uh, yeah. You know what do you do? Mm-hmm. You go back with five hundred and save money, or do you? Yeah.
2: But he made all this money in like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he just you know just like anybody who's into gambling, that you they just think that they are on a hot streak and mm-hmm. do one more time be great what could it hurt Mm -hmm. yeah so he decides to go back he goes
0: back and he offers to spin this time so he's the guy in the center he has the coins on the plank he puts all of his money down he says 450 dollars. he puts it all down on i think he said uh tails this time Mm -hmm. so he switches it from heads to tails and he flips it, and it lands, and it's what he needs, and you get kind of a second of relief where are like, wow, he did it. Yeah, he did it. And then everyone starts grumbling, like, hey, what did you, uh, this guy didn't do it right. What, yeah. I don't know why I'm Brooklyn, but whatever, <laughs> you yeah. do it right. <laughs> hey, hey, Johnny. <laughs> and uh, apparently he didn't flip it high enough over his head. Yeah, the, your mm.
2: arm has to extend over your head. There's like a ref, too. So mm-hmm. he's in the middle, and there's always a guy There's like a, I don't know, referee for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. walking around, watching, because these coins have to fall. No one can, you know, they're they're always like, back up, back up, let it mm-hmm. fall, let it, you know. Okay. Anyway. Fate so. decide. You can't bet on tails. If you're the spinner. If you're That's the right. spinner. Yeah, which yeah so is, we bet on heads. Like, why? 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 It's an odd know. rule.
0: To give you, because it's more risk. You only mm-hmm. got a 50%. Okay. I guess it's the same risk. I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever, whatever. <laughs> I didn't really understand the game. I didn't do well in math. Let's in play school, after so. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he re-flips, and he does it right this time, and he loses. So he loses that entire $450. You think, dang, he just lost all of his money. Mm-hmm. He goes over to the side, he smokes his cigarette, Jock comes back and says, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm still here gambling. And then he says, do they cash checks? And like He has more money. Mm-hmm. He has $290 on a check that he wants to gamble again. Mm-hmm. So they cash the check for him, and he goes back in and loses again. So now he has nothing.
1: And when he goes back in, I don't remember if he bets on heads or tails. He bets on heads this time. But the entire room starts laughing at him. Yeah. And pointing at him. <laughs> like, oh, and, he just bet on heads. He's uh-huh. going to bet on heads again. <laughs> Did yeah. you
2: think that was... Was that psychological? Because he was definitely drunk at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was acting like he... But if you just think about it, he had so many beers with mm-hmm. Jock. I thought that was sort of in his head. It was weird because he di- they didn't laugh until... They, they, I'm sorry. They laughed before he placed his bet. Mm-hmm. He came back in the room after losing, after cashing his check, and they were just like ha
1: ha 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 ha. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and I thought that was sort of like in his head because then all of a sudden some guy walks up and he's like, "What are you What are you betting on, mate?" And then it's mm-hmm. back to normal. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was this weird drunken, like insecure. Uh, I don't know. I could so mm-hmm. wrong. I could be so wrong, but it
0: could have been exaggerated. Yeah. You know how like you, I'm sure you've had too much alcohol before. Yeah. You right. know how mm-hmm. like
2: I thought it was just this weird. Yeah, thing. you
0: can kind of zoom in on something yeah. and it's more it's more big than it should be you know like if you, you're you like if I was sober right now this probably wouldn't be as funny as it is or it probably wouldn't be as shocking as it is but your emotions kind of take hold he was in the zone so, yeah mm-hmm. as, as T.J. Walsh the great <laughs> T.J. Walsh would say our... shout out to Dr. Walsh yeah Um. so he loses all of his money cut got a full shot of his butt he's
2: totally naked in bed I don't know why he's naked maybe he was hot he had some serious tan lines. He's not <laughs> like yeah. ama- Like it looked uh, crisp. It, lo- it looked like a Sports Illustrated where they like paint the swimsuits on those yeah. people. Uh-huh. That's what it looked like. It was that stark, mm-hmm. just white butt. And and yeah, sorry, okay. I'm not going to get into this. But <laughs> no,
1: it's okay. Talk more about the butt. <laughs> very yeah. Very. Hello Australian. again, Gabe's uh, mom. I guess. Hey, mom. <laughs> so
0: he gets up and you get a little surprise. You know what I mean? Oh.
2: <laughs> yes, if you want to talk about the bush, meaning Australia, but also...
0: A little bit of a surprise. A different Took type of bush. Because they're so <laughs> guarded about nudity later in the film, which mm-hmm. was odd to me. I was like, why, why in that one scene were you willing to show a naked person and then later you wouldn't? We went down under, if you odd. know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he gets clothed. He ends up in another bar. He's having a drink. A guy next to him sees that he's having a bad time. This will be an important character later. His name's Tim. He offers to buy him another drink. John says no. And then he gets mad. Tim gets mad and is like, hey, if you're poor, don't worry. I'm going to buy you the drink. You're not going to buy the drink. Why are you mad? Just take the drink.
2: And, and, and then and then all the while, though, the guy offering is really mad. He's really he's mad. He's not huh? saying yes. Yeah. It's this weird thing in this movie. And it's hospitality. I wonder if it was was like that, but he's like, why, and they they have a shouting match. Mm -hmm. He's like, why are you mad? I'm offering to buy you a drink. Exactly. He's like, I don't know. I don't have any money. I told you I can't. He's he's like totally hung over from the night before. And yeah, so the guy basically forces him to drink with him Mm -hmm. and uh, that leads to more things. But that that guy's also a great actor. Mm -hmm. Um, The character's Tim, but I forgot the actor's name, but Tim. excellent.
1: Just the whole time he looks like he has a, a bigger picture of what's going to happen. You mm-hmm. know, he has this sinister kind of smile and this look in his eyes. It's very discomforting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes.
0: Totally yeah. agreed. But John takes the drink. So he mm-hmm. downs the drink that he has, drinks. It cuts. They're drunk now, they're playing billiards. And there's like a weird conversation where he's asking if he's a Mason. He's asking him if he's in a Buffalo Lodge. (laughs) He's asking if he's a Roman Catholic.
2: Yeah, he's like, I I guess just because he's new, he doesn't know him or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh
0: But we won't go into that. Um, They go back to Tim's home, and this is where John meets Tim's daughter, Jeanette, who is important later again.
2: But I thought it was his wife, but it wasn't.
1: Yeah, she says. I thought it was his housekeeper. Well, he says, uh, "Dinner's ready, Daddy." Yeah, no, like no, no. Yeah. You—it's wow. it,
2: revealed that it's his daughter. Mm-hmm. But uh, originally, I thought it was his wife.
0: Yeah, I thought it might have been his wife or a housekeeper. But yeah. she says, "Daddy," specifically. So, okay. unless she's a housekeeper that says, "Daddy," no, who no, knows? no, no. He
2: says, "They say specifically later that it's his daughter." Oh, okay. Not just the "daddy" part, but. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. So and there's like some weird sexual tension. She's kind of staring at him. She does the like cross her legs and like mm-hmm. eh, it's like a weird scene um and then tim tries to offer john money but he declines and tim thinks that's just the best thing he's like we're gonna hook you up we'll get and, you a job
2: and remember see, john we didn't say this but john's the the night has passed he's supposed to be going to sydney today mm-hmm. but to to see an old flame to see this girlfriend someone he i think it's a girlfriend yeah, yeah. Um, but he was only supposed to be there one night. So his holiday was supposed to be in Sydney, mm-hmm. but he lost all his money last night. He meets this guy at the bar the next morning with his suitcases. Mm-hmm. He's in the bar mm-hmm. trying to get to Sydney. And then he gets drunk with this guy and the guy convinces him to come home. So just I'm just saying it's important to note that he, he shouldn't be here at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So.
0: But he lost all his money, so he's screwed now. Right. Gambling, folks. It's dangerous. It's bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unless you win. True. Keep <laughs> <You don't>. going. <laughs> <laughs> then keep going.
0: <laughs> um, so we, we cut to later in the day. Tim was taking a nap. Dick and Joe arrive, who are Tim's old friends. They're kind of bro Rowdy. an Australian rowdy sense. Rowdy boys. Pretty rowdy. Huge. They are giants. Yes. They are yes, giant men.
2: They are men. blonde Aryan giants. <laughs> well, one is
0: blonde. The other is a brunette. But he's the bigger one. He's like six. Oh, He's yeah. got to
2: be six seven. He's a big old boy. He could, he could he's be like playing... Jock. Jock is also a big old boy. Yeah, but this like, guy is much bigger, more yeah. muscly too. Jock is old and has a big beer belly, but he's huge, he's like six seven or mm-hmm. something. He's massive mm-hmm. and these the... are big outback bushmaster boys. Bush, <laughs> bushmaster <laughs> on the bush. They're masters of the bush. I guess okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh. We're going to lose all of our Australian listeners. <laughs> so the huge bush. swath of them that listen.
0: They have a good sense of humor from what I hear.
2: Just, great, like, just like the Brits. Yeah. Great yeah. accents, at yeah. least. So Us Americans are too stodgy. We're uptight. Yeah. Anyway, these guys are big. <laughs> yeah. And they're very rowdy. And you're, again adding to the unsettling nature of this film. Mm-hmm. It's like, these dudes are just oh, trouble. Oh, I totally yeah. thought I was
0: going to go all deliverance the first oh, time yeah. I watched Dude, it. trouble. Which is the closest in tone to this movie, I think. It's a very similar kind of, mm. like, you okay. feel totally entrapped the entire time. It's very tense yeah. after about the 30-minute mark.
2: Let's watch that together this week, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, a
1: good date night movie. I feel like that's a theme that kind of... Um, Goes throughout the entire movie that these two huge men that could honestly break John's neck in seconds, Mm -hmm. you know, they're but they're playful and they're they're just drunk, fun guys, and that's kind of like Australia in this movie. It's like Mm -hmm. uh, if you are cool with them, if you have a beer with them, then you know it's going to be fine. But if you make them angry, Mm -hmm. who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, you know,
2: or even if you just say no, even if you just say no, I don't want a beer. Yeah,
1: it's like I mean, because
2: they they walk in they. Um, Tim, the the little, very small man, in mm-hmm. contrast. He is very small. Um, older, too. Old, much older. He mm-hmm. goes, he, so first of all, he gets home with John before they show up. They have beer again. Mm-hmm. His daughter comes in to serve lunch. He's like, we need an aperitif. She's like, lunch is ready now. He's like, well, we're going to drink first. So they have mm-hmm. beer then. <laughs> then they fall asleep. Then these guys come in, and, and these guys probably, I think they come in with beers. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't, and then but then Tim goes and gets a tray full of more beer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they're very intimidating. His daughter comes in with a tray full of beer, and then he sort of does that awkward sexual predator thing. Dick, yeah, Dick Dick, uh, cuts her off like she tries to pass him, and he steps in front of her, Mm -hmm. and he laughs, and you just hate him right off the bat. Yeah, Mm -hmm. very unsettling. Which. Leads into the next part
0: where John says that he has to leave and look for work, and Tim says, why don't you just stay and drink a beer, you know?
1: Yeah, just be easygoing. That's yeah, the
0: answer
2: right. to everything. You know what? Just drink. Yeah. Just yeah. drink with us, you yeah. a-hole. Yeah. He yeah. says,
0: He says, <laughs> we'll take care of you. Just drink.
2: <laughs> yeah, and John, well, I think John gets really, just like you, the viewer, John gets very uncomfortable when he sees these two guys, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so he says, well, I've, I've got to go, and Tim rightly so says, it. he's like, I got to go look for work. And Tim says, it's on a Saturday? It's Mm -hmm. Saturday. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of trapped.
1: He's just trying to get out of that house, Mm -hmm. saying whatever he needs to. But they have a counter for everything he says.
2: So again, he gets, just like at the bar, he gets sucked into drinking and joining this revelry, weird, just, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. Speaking of beer, would you like another? With the miracle of technology, we can cut and come back in a few seconds.
1: Is this going to be in the show?
0: Well, this part will be, but I will cut it and we'll come back.
1: Make your decision now,
2: Pat. Yes, please.
0: We're going to cut. We'll be back shortly. Oh I can't swim. We're back that's where we would have put a sponsor if we had one
2: <laughs> <laughs> someday i'll put something there yeah, I don't just know make it put. just write your own message and yeah. act like we're sponsored <laughs> that could be dangerous <laughs> it's gonna be M- matster not it's the new napster oh, but it's yeah. matster
0: hopefully i don't get sued for millions and millions of dollars <laughs> this podcast is gonna
2: end so fast when we get sued we just we have nothing to back,
1: back whitehurst about. estates oh that has yeah. a
2: good ring to it you need to actually cut that out, because he just gave my last name on the podcast. Can so they just bleep me? I don't want to get murdered, so... Well, people can find I thought we were easily. just talking like
1: friends.
0: We've said our names before. I don't know what you're... <laughs> Not my last name.
1: Yeah, you I'm, have.
2: I have? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Find me, Gabe Whitehurst.
1: Patrick. Come get me. I, I dare you. <laughs> Patrick Thompson. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name, though. I think so.
3: All
0: right, so we we'll <laughs> up that out. um pick up back where we left off. I think we just were disgusting disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were just disgusting
2: it's a- <laughs> Wow, <laughs> Matt, have you been joining Wake and Fright with all this beer yeah. drinking? I think you just can't speak right now. I had
0: a fifth before you guys came in here, so sorry. If you can
2: hear us, we're just we're just opening beers to make this uh, <laughs> this episode more unsettling. I'm trying to be authentic. We're not actually drinking them, Mom. No. We're just opening. This. It's just a sound effect to make you, the listener, feel unsettled.
1: I'm drinking ginger ale. Mm. Yeah, this is um, it's co- good for you. Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca-Cola.
0: Um, I'm going to say it correct this time. We've been discussing. Oh, good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, John was trying to leave. They encouraged him to stay and mm-hmm. have more beer. They drink more beer at cuts to mm-hmm. later in the day. And John sneaks off with Jeanette in the kitchen. So they're talking. They're alone. He says, can I help you? Yeah, she's like washing dishes or something. and he mm-hmm. wants mm-hmm. to help her out. Doc shows up from the restaurant earlier, the guy that was keeping the figures and spoke with John briefly. So now he's part of the story again. He's obviously a drinking buddy. Um, John and Jeanette sneak outside and then it cuts back inside and now it's more of a party. But then we cut back to John and Jeanette and they're outside in the wilderness and they attempt to have sex. It's a very... Uncomfortable scene because you can tell you can like tell that Jeanette has been in this situation before. She's mm-hmm. just kind of like she lays back, she closes her eyes, and just starts like unbuttoning her dress, and mm-hmm. she's like breathing yeah. really heavily, very uncomfortable.
2: What's a sad scene too? I mean, you again, just like you always do, you skip over context here, and I'm just what? gonna correct you, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah. oh my god, because I love you. No, I'm just saying he offers to help her. She mm-hmm. sort of sees something different in John. He's not just some drunken monster like everyone else in the living room mm-hmm. who has taken advantage of her. How many, you know, who knows how many times? Mm-hmm. And so he kind of gets her to realize that he's not like a threat, mm-hmm. and she takes him outside. She comes to the window. She's like, "Dad, we me and John are gonna take a walk," and they're too they're too drunk and happy and partying to even really pay attention. Mm-hmm. So then, obviously, there's she wants to she wants to sex him, <laughs> so she takes him on a sex walk. And uh, yeah, but it's it's kind of I mean it's really sad. I mean mm-hmm. uh, she likes him, I guess, but she just sort of lays down and mm-hmm. starts to disrobe, and he um, looks around, and the bu- they're like in the bush and the, on the dirt. I mean, mm-hmm. first of all, if I, that was me, I'd be afraid of like a snake in Australia. There's big yeah. big insects there.
1: Yeah,
2: a
0: snake is not an insect, right? But both <laughs> a snake, number in one, the fa- it's a niece, of comma, an insect. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> and then he gets on top of her. And starts to kiss her, and then just vomits. Vomits, mm-hmm. not on her, thankfully, but he—he mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he can't. He's so drunk, he can't do it. So yeah. then we see the first repercussions of this disgusting, like just over drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
1: I—I I, I feel like if, you know you're watching the scene, and he's getting to know this woman, and you know there's uh, there's there's pity there because he's seen how these these men treat her, mm-hmm. you know. And, I think that John is a man who he meets women and he gets them to like him through his intellect Mm -hmm. and through his attitude and his sophistication. He seems like a guy who's just trying to hold her hand. You know, he's doing all these old school things. Yeah, right. And then I, I saw, you know, when she lays down and he just begrudgingly kind of, you know, tries to engage with her. It's just neither of them were used to this at all. She's used to as awful as this is, men using her, just yeah. going, you know, immediately. Her just being a participant, not I'm well, not participant. What's what's what am I trying to say here? Well, she, I think you're totally right. She yeah. lays
2: she lays down and immediately looks away. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like just closes her eyes and starts to breathe heavily and. Mm-hmm. My wife and I were really thrown back. We're like, "Why is she doing that?" But yeah. you're you're totally on the right track here. Yeah, she's not used to someone like John who's considerate.
1: She's used to being used. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he is used to not. Well, I mean, you know, all things considered, not using women, but again, intellect. You know, right. with just being considerate. He's yeah, he's a mm-hmm. gentleman. I think you know, I think masculinity is a huge theme in this, to be mm. honest with you. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead. Well, or,
2: or at least some concept of it, right? yeah.
1: like some idea
2: of it. It, it was yeah. really
0: a stellar scene. Acting was great all around. He even tries to, like, caress her face nicely, yeah. and she, like, she like leans her mouth over to his fingers like she's going to, like, suck on his finger or something, <laughs> and he, like, pulls it away. He's yeah. like, I don't want that. I was just trying to caress <laughs> your face. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and at this point in the movie, we don't even really know that she's been... Mm-hmm. used by these men. Mm-hmm. That's you can a, kind of... It's you, implication. Yeah, yeah, it's totally implied, yeah. but uh, that's certainly cemented later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he talks to Doc about it, but it's its a sad moment. Yeah. Very, um, very poignant. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's good. So, and then he throws up, and she goes over and actually cleans his face. She, like, takes a little handkerchief, napkin, yeah. handkerchief out of her pocket and just kind of wipes around his mouth because she's a caregiver. Like, that's what her role is in the society. Uh, further enforcing the gender roles mm-hmm. in this film masculine men who like to party and have sex with women they take what they want exactly you know uh, which apparently was a, a huge problem in Australia and still is in, in parts of everywhere today so mm-hmm. I mean it's you know it's still poignant um, so they go back to the the house and it's a big rager now there's like 20 people there. Doc's doing a handstand and he's like explaining how you can drink beer upside down because your throat tenses up and yeah he I is actually know. a doctor yeah he's a
2: doctor um, but yeah it's, it's funny he's like on a pillow on a, yeah. doing a handstand and they pour beer in his mouth and he it, it drips down into his nose and he mm-hmm. like snorts it out of his nose and he's laughing it's mm-hmm. so grotesque it's so grotesque but ama- like it's so real yeah. he is such a good actor yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it's just nuts at this house and then John just sort of again joins in Mm -hmm. and it's this odd montage of just crazy craziness resulting Mm -hmm. in John like blacks out and it's Mm -hmm. sort of I mean I don't want to interrupt you sorry but Mm -mm. it's like black back to John's like point of view he's being carried Mm -hmm. like um, Jeanette Jeanette is like at his heels carrying him and Doc and then he blacks out and sees some more stuff and blacks out and then wakes up at Doc's place, at, at a, some random cabin. It's a shack. Yeah,
0: a weird shack. So, at this point, I was thinking maybe somebody had sex with him while he was blacked out. I don't really know, but he he, he just seemed it seemed like a really weird scene. Like hmm. people were carrying him, and he had all these close up faces at him, and people were like smiling at him when he was drunk.
2: And... Oh, I, I didn't think that. I didn't think anyone like messed with him. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't put it past any of those people. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Who knows?
0: <laughs> Um, so he wakes up at Doc's place. There's all these flies flying around. It's disgusting and sweaty and, and real fl- like dirty. Too. Mm-hmm. Part of this
2: movie was you had to be okay with flies on your face, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm.
0: everywhere, flies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Doc makes John drink again. He says water is for washing, and I think he says <laughs> beer is for drinking, yeah. or, or something like that. So, you which, know, John asks for water. Yeah. Which any normal person would just die of dehydration in this place because all the sweat and no water, and no just water. beer.
2: But it kind of makes sense, because you, uh, all, all the exterior shots in this movie are just desolate, mm-hmm. like desert. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a big city that they're in, but especially when they're in Tabunda, it is so desolate. It's like yeah. a schoolhouse and a train station, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, but out at this shack, yeah, he wakes up, please give me water, and Doc's like, you need a drink, and he's eating uh, kangaroo, kangaroo. For, mm-hmm. kangaroo stew for breakfast. Or actually, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, John, it's, it's, John thinks it's morning because he's been asleep it's all day. breakfast for some people. Yeah. yeah. It's crunch. <laughs> so um, Doc forces him to drink again. Again, you see a glimpse of this really odd rage of like, sit down and eat your kangaroo and drink. Yeah.
1: What are you doing?
2: And then it's like talking, talking, talking. Drink your beer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. unsettling. So scary. Appreciate my hospitality. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, John asks for aspirin, but Doc gives him something that's you, not
2: aspirin. What do you think that is? I, don't know. I,
0: <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. It's a pill. He's, he <laughs> said yeah. it'll knock out his headache and perk him up. So. And, and
2: perk him up, and he needs to wash it down with beer. So he's we're mixing doctor. it with alcohol. Mm-hmm.
0: John mm-hmm. says he's allergic to something, and Doc says, don't worry about it. Right, just take this little pill. Mm-hmm. It'll be
2: good. It's fine.
0: Everything was good. So he... he Wants to go out in or uh, Doc explains that he was a uh, medical doctor in Sydney, but he's an alcoholic, so that's why he lives in Yaba now because he couldn't practice in Sydney. And he says um, it's hardly noticeable in Yaba, whereas people, it was a big deal in Sydney. Nobody notices out here.
2: Yeah, people Basically. out here still come and visit me. They don't care that I drink. Everyone's mm-hmm. an
0: alcoholic in Yaba. Yeah. Um. And then Doc tells John that Jeanette would be in jail for rape if she were a man. I don't know who Jeanette raped or what the circumstances were, but Doc basically just says like Jeanette takes what she wants, like she, she does what she wants.
1: So maybe somebody
0: did have sex with him while he was sleeping. Maybe I don't know if she was implying that she had sex with John, but
2: I don't know. See, I I I didn't catch that. I just caught yeah. I just caught that he takes advantage. He mm-hmm. sort of said with Jeanette, it's like mm-hmm. whenever I want it, she gives it to me. Yeah. Or whenever she's bored. Yeah. Mm. That's what I took away is not that she's the predator, but that he's just. It's like she. It's this one woman in the midst of all of these drunk animals, mm-hmm. and they just all take advantage well, of her.
0: It's verbatim from the movie. He says Jeanette would be in jail for rape if she were a man. Weird. But, I
1: wonder what that means. Mm-hmm. It's, I guess, maybe some sort of uh, self defense. I, uh, maybe. I, I guess we're in a world where men are so awful that Mm -hmm. they would sleep with a woman and then say that she took advantage of them yeah or maybe
2: because they all share this girl that that that's how they view her is like she's a skank Mm -hmm. a whore or something well he says
1: that
0: he says that everyone thinks she's a slut the men that haven't taken a tumble with her and the women that want to be her all think she's a slut Hmm. so
1: we saw wow so that makes the moment with her and john so much more i don't know about maybe poignant but just Mm -hmm. relevant just um yeah
2: Mm-hmm. She doesn't come on. I mean, she 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 does take him away. Uh huh. So we'll say that that is on her. She takes his hand and takes John away to the bush to have sex with him. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't. That's it. That she just lays down. It's it's weird. She takes him to the woods, but then she just lays down and waits. hmm. So interesting. Interesting view of of how he he views her. Yeah, obviously. He
0: that scene yeah. revealed a lot about Jeanette's character to me. Yeah. Which I guess was the main point of that scene. I don't. I don't really know. Um, so again, Dick...
1: we're
2: we're uneducated. We don't. Yeah, know I was about to say you need you need to be educated. You <laughs> <laughs> have to go to film school, like that. Oh
0: Pat. man, too late. Um, Dick and Joe show up, and they uh, they want to go kangaroo hunting. So that's where they're going now. But if this you, is the it,
2: daytime scene. If you don't know, I'm shaking my head right now. Yeah,
0: It's he's... not as bad in the daytime, but. <laughs> Dick and Joe show up. They want to go kangaroo hunting. And and this is the scene where they like sick their dog on a kangaroo. And the dog eats this kangaroo's neck. It's real. They run over a kangaroo
2: with a car. Oh, that Um, was insane. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this scene.
0: The night scene is later. I know. I know. I know.
2: I know. know, know. But actually, this scene was way more tense to me than the night scene. Mm -hmm. So they go on this kangaroo hunt. Yeah. If you're listening.
1: I hope you are. I'm so sorry you watched this with your wife, Gabe.
2: <laughs> well, she had escaped to, the, to another room in our apartment and was doing something. And and this her. scene started. And I was like, you know what? You you might want to stay where you are. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but he's with Doc in the, the mm-hmm. shack. And Doc's like, all right, get ready. Let's go. We're, we're going to go kangaroo hunting. And John is kind of confused. Like, kangaroo Hunt? hunting? What? And uh, anyway, so they do. They take a bunch of guns. They're in this... Sort of like this weird Mad Max car. It's like this old, yeah. huge, like '50s Thunderbirdish, beautiful car. I mean, it's all rusted and crazy, but it's huge, and it has a spotlight on top, and like a hole cut in the roof, and it's,
1: it's... like a boat car.
2: Yes, <laughs> but did you? I... My heart was racing in the this... scene. Yeah, it is filmed so well. Yeah, they are dr- they are driving very fast, and. Actually, running down kangaroos, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah.
3: real.
1: No, I mean, I and I don't want to spoil anything about you know. Kangaroos come back; there are more kangaroos. But this was when I kind of was thinking, "Oh my god, are they using actual? Is this actually happening?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as they're shooting it. No, it was too real.
0: Yeah, far too real to be fake. And
1: yeah. so, so I really, I agree. Like, but I like, felt something.
2: And and I knew that I knew. Okay, so there's there's a day hunting scene and a night hunting scene. They hunt kangaroos. They stop. They drink. They get drunk. Mm-hmm. And then they go hunting at night, but during the day, really, it's just like this weird trophy hunt, like they're running down a kangaroo in a car. They sick mm-hmm. a dog on a kangaroo, it catches it, it kills it, and mm-hmm. it shows it on screen and so that's unsettling. but then they're chasing down these kangaroos, this little baby sweet yeah, young kangaroos, and they freaking run over it with it it's just it's so rough, but that scene like my heart was racing mm-hmm. I don't know why did you, am I alone in this No, you're not at all. I felt I it know. more
0: in the night scene than the day scene. Okay.
2: I mean, the night the, the night scene was terrible. Yeah. But yeah. just the, the, the car scene, though, like I, that car almost flipped over like five times. They were going so fast. Mm-hmm. They would just turn it, and I don't know. Whatever. Just watch the movie. You'll know what I'm talking about. It's yeah. crazy.
1: And, I mean, to just say early, I mean, the night scene, a lot of that footage was in areas of kangaroo overpopulation with actual hunters. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Not, I mean, that doesn't take away what you're seeing.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah, it... it There's a cue card at the end of the movie, but it explains that all of the kangaroo deaths were real, Mm -hmm. Um, and they were gonna cut it from the movie, but they decided not to because they wanted to show, because at the time kangaroos, I think, were endangered, weren't they?
2: It doesn't say endangered; it just says that they were sort of, um, not endangered, but in danger. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but they sort of just to show how brutal. Yeah. That. Is like maybe they were poached. I don't know, but yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So just keep in mind that all of these kangaroos are actually dying in real But arms. I also had a friend. Um, I was
2: um, talking about was talking about this movie with a, a buddy of mine, mm-hmm. um, and he's he his comment was that uh yes, this is terrible. But in Australia, kangaroo are also kind of like deer. Mm-hmm. Like they sort of the population has to be controlled. I don't know if that that was true at the time. I don't know if that's true now. Mm-hmm but he was sort of saying, like, you know, don't be too horrified that, like, they actually... And the movie even says like, this was a real hunt. They had to go out and kill these kangaroos, and so...
0: Don't hurt the Joeys, yeah. man.
2: You think the actors are shooting them, but they're not. They're definitely not, yeah. right? Like, it, no. it looks like they are, but they but it does show kangaroos getting shot. So if yeah. you watch this film, be aware. You're going to see some kangaroos get literally shot.
1: Yeah, yeah. So... it's the real world. It's unsettling, you know. know.
0: But Which as... is what it's meant to be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it happened.
2: It's very disturbing. So
0: we kind of hashed on it, but they go back after the daytime and they just drink a little bit more. And they say we're going to go back at nighttime because we can use the spotlight and we can shine it on them and they'll freeze, and then we can just shoot them. So they go back at night, and probably fifteen to twenty kangaroos get shot. And yeah. it's alarming because they do this like really sad like jumping motion when they get shot. They like mm. jump in the air like ten feet and then just fall and die. Yeah. And then also two of the actors seem like they actually kill a kangaroo i don't know how they set this up but the really really big guy we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. uh joe he's like six foot eight he's a giant he just like picks one up and like slits its throat and then and john actually kills one too with a knife so i don't know if they did that for real or if i
2: i think the so what they do is they set it up to where the big guy all they're all drunk Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just drinking again whiskey out of a bottle at this point. They've had beers all afternoon, just shooting their guns. They freeze. Just... They find They they've shot. They, they they want to imply that this kangaroo's been wounded because they put blood all over it, like sort of on its shoulder. It has like some splotchy blood marks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the big guy gets out of the car, takes his hat off, and they he fights it, and like it's a sport. Yeah, like, he wants to like box this kangaroo because that's what they do. So he sort of does these weird like. Back and forth motions, tries to throw it off, catches it by the tail. It's very, very unsettling. Yeah, it tries to, you know, it's trying to escape. He's got it by the tail. He finally just grabs it and cuts its throat. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point, maybe it was real. If somebody knows, it looked real. Hmm. But I wonder. But I just like you know how they can in movies they can. It's a real kangaroo. It's trying to hop away, and then it cuts to him. Hmm. It could have been been a a a dummy. But and then the same thing. The
0: kangaroo is struggling. In the last cut, where he
2: slit the throat. But, you know, I mean, it, maybe. It could, mm-hmm. But it could look like that. It could have been rubber. It could have been any... I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it was
1: real. I have trouble believing they'd let an actor fight a kangaroo, but of right. course, this is Australia, you know. Not America. <laughs> <laughs> but then the main character,
2: John, Good point. Um, has to do the same thing, and it's also extremely sad. He catches yeah. this baby kangaroo by the tail. Stands and he's it. trying to get away, and he finally has to like reach down and stab it several times. But again, I think at that point it was not real. But mm-hmm. it certainly, they did a good job of making it look very real. Yeah.
0: yeah. Regardless, uh, John kills the kangaroo, and then all the guys that he's are crying, watching too, him. By the way, yeah, yeah. he's having uh, a
1: very hard time. He makes his transition from civilized. Not mm-hmm. sorry, Australians. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's su- it's super
2: Lord of the Flies. It's like yeah. all of a sudden they're just animals. Well, yeah, yeah. The,
0: all the guys are laughing and they say, "Now you're one of us." Is uh, the quote? Yeah, they're not so. killing
1: for s- for resource. They're killing for sport. Yeah, and satisfaction. Yeah.
0: So they go back to the same bar they were at earlier. They're all wasted. They're like breaking the windows in this bar. Uh, then Dick and Joe get into like a legit fight where they're like actually beating the tar out of one another. Uh-huh. And then Doc is trying to talk to John, but John passes out and lands on the floor, uh-huh. and and they have this big fight. And then I don't know if you guys want to talk more about this scene. I don't really think it's that important. Um, but but Dick and Joe eventually leave, and then it's just Doc and and John.
1: Well, just this is Doc began to begin. He broke his own things. Mm-hmm. He he made his own. You know, ruckus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know what I could say that could really elaborate on that. But it just summed up a lot of chaotic emotion, just violence and yelling, and this is just normal for a lot mm-hmm. of people. This is normal. I mean, doesn't the bartender kind of come out and just very normally just go, "Come on, just knock it off." Yeah, well, he
0: says, "You guys are." Being crazy, they and he yells up,
1: at them. They show up after the kangaroo hunt, and they're all throwing.
2: They just are in destruction mode. They mm-hmm. throw stuff at the bar. They're breaking the windows. He comes out. The bartender yells at them, and has this, and then and then it cuts, and they're all sitting on the porch drinking. Mm-hmm. And he, the bartender's sweeping up all the glass that they've thrown and broken. So it's totally normal for him. Yeah. But then, um Doc, and uh, Dick and um, Joe Joe start fighting. They're playing around for a while, then they get angry because they're totally hammered. But I think what it shows is that when John John passes out, it's kind of comical, too. Mm -hmm. Doc is sitting there quoting Socrates, totally hammered. John just falls over. um, And it just shows, like, I don't know, what alcohol can ultimately do. They just totally turn into wild men, Mm -hmm. just lost, like completely lost. Two guys are totally fighting. The bartender goes inside basically for protection doc starts breaking windows with a chair mm-hmm. screaming like just shouting nonsense and i don't know I, it doesn't end until I, I guess they just leave i'm not sure how that ended
3: <laughs> no. yeah
0: dick and joe just leave in their car and then doc and john are alone and then but then they leave
2: and go back to doc's cabin mm-hmm. and that's the scene where you think
0: you know that was, that was a scene. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens in this scene.
2: Well, can no, I'm I'm, I'm asking. What yeah, do you so, think hap- so, yeah. So so there, John
0: sorry. John and Doc go back <laughs> to Doc's shack. They're both wasted. They're having fun. They're laughing. And, and John is like pouring beer on Doc. And then eventually, Doc starts to just overpower John. And then they're on the floor together. And then Doc is on top of John. And then John quote unquote blacks out again. But it cuts in all of these shots, or actually he sees this later, but he just blacks out and then he wakes up the next day, and he's naked or close to naked
1: and struggling to breathe.
0: Yeah, Doc shines a light on him too, so he's kind of like the kangaroo you know, getting blinded by yeah. the light. Uh-huh. yeah um, good observation. There. but but I think that I think that it's pretty clear that that Doc had his way with John. Okay, so I'm
2: I'm asking because I didn't mm-hmm. know. Like he, they wake up in separate parts of the cabin. Mm-hmm. Doc is uh, wearing a shirt with no pants. John, I think John has some clothes on. I
0: think he's pretty close to nude, yeah. if not nude. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly.
2: But uh, my wife had the same observation. She she sort of asked, like, did they did they have sex? Did he rape him? Basically, mm-hmm. and I didn't get that, but I also can see totally how that could have happened. I just the scene cuts when Doc is on top of him, and they're just laughing and sort of wrestling and fighting. Mm-hmm. So you think, oh, they're just drunk. They're totally drunk. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's up to the viewer. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: What do you think, Pat? Rape or no rape? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you know,
1: it's a I, bad survey. <laughs> I think, I mean, for me, the most important part is that when he wakes up, it's one of the few moments when he doesn't have somebody offering him a beer. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have, you know, any hospitality at all. Doc is passed out. You know, you don't, He, he's struggling to breathe because he's not properly hydrated. Yeah. It was just a nightmarish sort of end of bender, you know, wake up, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah,
2: even Doc is almost thrown off. Like, he wakes up and he doesn't try to, you're right, he doesn't try to get him to drink more. He
1: just sort yeah. of wakes up out of his trance. And, it's kind of like everybody's reached their limit at yeah. this point, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, John gets up to leave, and Doc tells John that Dick and Joe got him a gun as a present. So, he says, don't leave your gun. I'll take it with you. Um, and then <laughs> this weird montage scene where uh, John is walking through town with a bloody shirt and a gun, and everyone's just kind of staring at him. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> no one <laughs> oh,
1: looks too alarmed, look though. Look at him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Look at that strange man with a gun.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, just walking the streets, <laughs> just penniless and drunk and dirty and
0: um australia it cuts to <laughs> <laughs> it cuts to another bar scene john is now having a beer and jock is there the, the sheriff from earlier so i'm assuming that somebody called him or he at least saw john out on the street or was again. there
2: drinking because that's what they do in the yabba
0: well mm. well john says you saved my life like he gets him to the bar so jock yeah. obviously brought him to this bar and so he gives him uh, a beer, and then he says, you know, you saved my life pretty much. Are you going to give me a cigarette to finish the job? So Jock gives him a beer and a cigarette, and then he actually buys him another beer. So he's, again, of, of just course yep. drinking more and more alcohol. Uh, John picks up some luggage at the bar that he left there on Saturday. He says that there's like some books and some clothes in these, and Jock checks them. And
2: yeah, the the the, bartend, yeah. the bartender's like, those have been here since Saturday, and it, basically from the from the time that Tim met him at the bar, remember, mm-hmm. um, he left his suitcase there, mm-hmm. and it's been sitting there all week.
0: Yeah, I don't know um, if that was just so he didn't have the suitcases is it like a practical filming thing, yep.
2: or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I, well, a neat little screenwriting trick. Yeah. No, see, I, I, I didn't see it that way. I saw it as he got hammered at this at this bar Mm -hmm. and that was part of the depravity of like the situation that he tim took him home and he he was totally drunk and so he left his stuff i i thought it was good i thought it was interesting like Mm -hmm. oh oh my gosh i have this like suit. i had a suitcase Mm -hmm. i had clothing he's lost so much of himself by this point that it's like he's shocked to find his suitcases Mm -hmm. but you're right why does jock like find it weird and like check his suitcases and stuff i don't know <laughs> it, was it, was, it was weird
1: i think yeah. if i could go back and just elaborate mm-hmm. on one scene and we ahead. can we can cut this out go if back if you want that. to no go back in time the scene when he wins the money mm-hmm. and he's in his oh, hotel you're going way back i know i'm All sorry right. <laughs> the camera at one point
3: mm-hmm.
1: and while he's considering whether or not he wants to bet more and mm-hmm the camera seems to to choose the books he bends down to mm-hmm. pick up the money and the camera lingers on the books mm-hmm. and it's basically do you want to d- his mind is on education mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's on mm-hmm. you know these these items that were once very important to him and i mean i guess at this point he's become so not against but he's uh, he doesn't care as much about his, his occupation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it just seems like from the moment he lost the money, his occu- what he's doing for a living is just the farthest thing away from his mind. Mm-hmm. You know. Fair enough. I can see
0: both of those points. I, I just feel like the luggage is today's cell phone, or you have yeah. to account for it. You uh-huh. have to make sure the cell phone doesn't work. If you're on the wilderness in today's movie, and, to, and in this movie you had to make sure his luggage was somewhere where you didn't have to carry mm. it around the entire time. Okay. Uh, yeah. That that's to me what I got from it. If you watch the movie, let us know what you think. I I don't know. I just I felt like it was an unnecessary scene. Just one unnecessary scene in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> Um, so he, he asked to find a place to shower and he also wants to go to the labor union, I guess, to go more in debt or ask for money. I don't know
2: what he wants to do Try or find a job. a job. Yeah. I think. Yeah. To, I, to help pay off. Yeah. He, he has to, he still has to get to Sydney at this point. So. Yeah.
0: Mm. So I, I don't know what the purpose of the labor union was in, in Tabunda or, uh, Yaba in 1970. I think it's to so. get work to get yeah. a job. Possibly. Um, no, so. No, that's it,
2: Matt. That's it, don't challenge me, <laughs> so
0: he he takes <laughs> a Should shower <laughs> or <are> he, <laughs> he finds out the, the place is closed, so he can't go, and then he ends up throwing his books and his luggage on the side of the road, and then he wants to hitchhike uh to Sydney, so he's still trying to get to Sydney. he's living on the lamb, he's catching animals and eating them, and he's just hitchhiking his way to the desert um this one guy that that he wanted or that he got a ride from stops at a bar lets him out he offers him a beer and john at this point says no like i'm done drinking and the guy gets really mad at him Is yeah. like what's wrong with you what do you like why won't you take the drink i took you all this way john says what's the matter with you people you burn your house down murder your wife kill your child but if someone doesn't have a drink with you it's the end of the world that's a that's a not verbatim that's a quote that's just like me taking what he said and condensing it but mm-hmm. um good scene
2: yeah well but fi- finally it shows the w- ridiculousness of the situation mm-hmm. like this farmer guy just gives him a ride and then gets very offended mm-hmm. have a beer with me what are you what's wrong and he's like yeah what is what is it with you people i'm yeah. done drinking and the guy is so mad and yeah just upset and
1: yeah Seems like if John had met this guy earlier in the movie, then everything would have been fine. You know, Mm -hmm. the guy. Yeah, he says something along the lines of like, "You what? You'll drive something hundred miles with somebody, but you won't have a beer with them." Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, that's Australia.
0: It's Australia for you. (laughs) Um. So he he stops at another bar. (laughs) As a trend, and then he sees a, a guy there that owns a truck. I don't know how he knew that he owned the truck, but I guess he looks like a truck driver. And he walks over and he says, hey, can you take me to the city? He doesn't mm-hmm. say Sydney. He just says, takes me to the city. Yeah. The guy says, yeah, I'm going to the city too. Uh, do you have some money? And he says, I have a dollar, which is the deposit he got back for the key at the motel he was staying at, or the hotel he was staying at yeah, earlier. Yeah,
2: literally the only money. Yeah, and, and the guy's <laughs>
0: like, eh, it's got to be good for at least a few, a couple bucks. Like, I don't, I can't take you How for a dollar. How much was to you? Yeah, and he's we like, well, I mean. have a gun. John still has the gun that Dick and Joe gave him, so he trades him. And the guy says, all right, get in the back of the, the truck and we'll go. And so it's, then it cuts to the next scene and John is in the back of this truck and the guy opens the curtain to the back of the truck and he says, all right, we're here. And he gets out and where is he? Is he in Sydney?
2: Nope. No.
0: He's back no. in Yaba.
2: Which I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Neither yeah. was I. I this thought was it was great. great. And when I saw that, uh, he worked so hard to get away from this thing. Mm-hmm. This monster that is this place and drew him right back in. Gosh, I felt like I felt like him. I felt like I was just lost. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to kill myself, which is exactly <laughs> what he wants to do at this point. Don't be that impressionable from <laughs> <In> the movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's so sad and shocking. It's like, holy crap, he's back in the Yaba and he's just screwed and mm-hmm. continue.
0: Yeah, so um, <laughs> he's back in the Yaba and the guy gives him his gun back. Or John's like, I thought you were going to Sydney, and the guy said, No, I never said I was going to Sydney. It's like, all right, well, here's your gun back for your troubles. John walks to Doc's house. Doc isn't there, so he just goes in, waits in a corner. He's gonna shoot Doc
2: when he comes in the door. But again, rem- remember, uh, he he's walking. He starts to have all these visions of Doc. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, on top of him. Yeah, um, I mean, like yeah. he 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 sees Doc. You know, sort of in this. Grotesque sexual vision of him with all these women and just disgusting like yeah he sees him with Jeanette
0: and and he sees him with his girlfriend his girlfriend and he sees
2: you know and so he's he's like going mad at he's basically going crazy at this point and he's Mm -hmm. gonna run back and shoot Doc and kill him so he bursts into Doc's cabin with his gun Mm -hmm. Doc's not there then and then he runs to the corner but people should know he goes back there because he freaks he's so upset that he's there he just wants to go kill Doc Mm -hmm. and
0: yeah. So he waits in the corner, but he has a, you know, a second thought about it and decides that he just wants to kill himself. So he turns the gun on himself, puts it in his mouth. Then for some reason he's like, "No, not in my mouth, on the side of my head." Mm-hmm. And he puts it on the side of his head. And then it's a really tense scene because you're like, "When is, it, is he gonna do it? He's gonna do it right now? He's gonna do yeah. it right now?" And then yeah. Doc bursts in the door and says, "Hey!" And then the gun shoots, and then it cuts to black. Um, in the next scene, John wakes up in a hospital bed. He looks like he's been through hell and back. In a clean
2: white hospital, too. Yes. Nice old big old bandage around his skull. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and so it becomes apparent that he just barely missed his brain because later Doc is like, you know, you figure a guy that won the silver medal in his <laughs> junior high <laughs> rifle competition would have hit his head from three inches away, but he misses. Yep. Um, and so Doc takes him to the train, and he gets on the train. And he goes back to, to Bunda, but this time he takes the beer from the people on the train, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. I don't know exactly what it's saying. I guess, like, it's part of him now uh-huh. is this Australian culture. What do you think?
1: I, yeah, no, I agree. And then, you know, there's the, Did you didn't just say that was the final scene, did you? No, there's one more. Okay. Yeah. I won't do that then. I won't step on your toes. Okay. So is, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Hmm? No, just... um. That it, to me that is a significant moment. It's just he's, you know, he's been through so much conflict. He doesn't want it anymore. He'll, rather, he'll he'd rather drink the beer than mm-hmm. try and argue about it. Yeah. You know?
2: Um, I I thought it was interesting that like when when he wakes up in the hospital bed, um, Jock is there, the sheriff. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Jock I helps, give him an affidavit. Yeah, Jock right. helps him. Yeah. He he sort of says. Helps him get out of the fact that he tried to kill himself, basically. Like, he writes mm-hmm. up a description of, I have the gun, I dropped it, and it went off, and it shot me. And um, But then it cuts to him leaving the hospital. He's in a fresh suit. He's clean. And Doc is there. Mm-hmm. And Doc is also in a suit. And he's sober. Yeah. And with a tie. And it's Monday. Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever. And holiday's over. And it was sort of this just, like, shocking thing for me. Because you don't know jo- uh, Doc... From like anything else other than being a wild, crazy, mm-hmm. drunken animal. Mm-hmm. And Doc puts him on a train and sends him back to Tabunda. To but it was just this weird like, we had this crazy adventure, this bender of a week. And now it's, now the holiday's over and it's back to Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're right. On the train back, there's a group of Australian men drinking and they offer him a beer and he takes it. Yeah. And,
0: Uh, And then John gets back to Dabunda and he is walking into the motel where he lived previously and the landlord is outside and he asks John if he had a good holiday and John says the best and walks in the door.
2: And he's drinking a big old beer. Mm -hmm. Not John, but the landlord.
0: The landlord. And
2: that's the end of the film. We got him. We got him. Now he's Australian for uh. real. <laughs> but also, like, I, I maybe maybe just me, but I felt the weight of alcoholism in that scene. Sort of, John is coming back. He's sober, and the landlord hasn't moved from that porch, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's drinking a huge bottle. And I don't know. Like, I just saw the the heaviness of it all, mm-hmm. and John sort of realizes that too. And I don't know. It was just. I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm trying to say there, but like not it either. just shows that he d- he does say the best and then mm-hmm. he walks in and it's over. But I don't know. Am I what am I, I trying to say here, Pat? It's <laughs>
1: that he not well, I mean he had a new experience to put it, you know, bluntly. Um I don't know. I mean, this goes back to and I'm kind of riffing off this just off the top of my head right now, but it goes back to the theme of masculinity. And it's that he he's done all the things that he's been afraid of doing. Mm. You know. He was thrown into, to put it lightly, the ultimate comfort zone. And when he leaves what's I'm sorry, this original town. Um Tabunda. Tabunda. You know, he's very high in him he's very high in himself. He's charismatic. He's he's not gonna drink with the people, you know, he's he's better than everybody. And when he comes back he's just gotten He's been through such an experience. He's gotten so much of the pretentiousness out of his system. And he's just living in this world that he deserves to live in. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have these, like, I'm a slave. I'm doing this and I hate this. This is, I'm so much better than this. You know, he's going back to his home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, he deserves to be here. Yeah.
0: Well, that was Wake and Fright. Yeah excellent film um
2: excellent film pat
0: again you've listened to the show so Mm -hmm. now what we do is we just kind of go through give a brief review with our score what we thought i'll add this to the blog later um let's go in a triangle let's go with gabe me then you Mm. some time to prep okay yeah so
2: uh final thoughts i was glued to this movie i thought it was just hypnotizing i was um visually too i when the movie started off you immediately trust the director. I don't know how that works, mm-hmm. but more so than any other movie we've watched. Maybe, the, maybe the stunt man was like this too, but this movie looked—all <laughs> these bad movies that we've seen—look <laughs> like they were made in 1970. Yeah, okay. and this was made in 71, and I watched it, and it visually looked like a movie. The other ones looked like a soap opera, like a TV. You know, like when time ran out, it looks like a—it just doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Um. But I saw this in just the cinematography, and I don't know. You just trust what's going on, and I was glued to it. And I didn't take a lot of notes because I, was just, I just wanted to watch it. Um, so I just think it shows how all of us have this dark, dark side. We can all be animals. Hmm. It's just all there, just waiting for us to sort of let it go. It was inside of John the whole time. He was reluctant at first, but then it sort of just, he had to embrace it. He had no other choice um, and he became this thing that he judged, I guess. Um, I-, I loved it. I don't know. I was blown away by it. I was left speechless, as oh. some reviewer said on the <laughs> cover of this film. Just some guy named Martin Scorsese. Yeah, <laughs> just some guy. Um, he's not a big deal. No,
1: he's old. I I
2: have a rating of, uh, here we go. Mm-hmm. My rating, four drunken madmen <laughs> out of five. Four okay. drunken madmen out of five. No,
1: I can't use drunken. <laughs> no, you can, you can. You can use whatever you want. Whatever you want. It's all right, I have a minute. But uh, I loved it. I love this movie.
0: <laughs> okay, so I, I felt the same way. I felt like it was an excellent movie throughout. I thought that the score was great. All the performances were extremely nuanced. And there were so many small things that just added up to everyone's character. And it made everyone so lifelike. Like, you can imagine that all of these people exist somewhere. There's a town, t- I mean, not to the same extent, but even back home in like Mansfield or Arlington or something, they're just people who don't leave because they see all of their worth in this town. They're like, I don't need anything more than what's in my hometown. Um, that's the vibe I got from this to the nth degree, obviously, because mm-hmm. they go and they kill all these animals and, and they're animals themselves, Um I, uh, I just thought it was shot beautifully, like you said, it looks like a real movie, it's very cinematic, lots of sweeping shots of the Australian outback, um, it was captivating, I really don't know what else to say. Th- there were a few scenes that I felt could have been cut a little bit, just to shave some time off of the movie, but also mm-hmm. I just felt like they were unnecessary, like when we talked about him getting his luggage from the bar, it was like, does did Jock really need to go over and check the luggage and take the extra 30 seconds to do that? I agree with Mm -hmm. that. There was a lot of those small moments throughout the movie that added up and probably made, I don't know, five or ten minutes of screen time that I feel didn't need to be there, but, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever. Just my opinion. Um, In the end, great movie. Best I've seen so far. I'm going to give it four middies out of five.
2: (laughs) Four middies, baby. Four (laughs) middies.
1: All right. (laughs) Um, if you don't remember, that's that's the size of beer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. a tiny beer. Um, I mean, when it comes to this movie, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a pessimistic film goer. You know, I sometimes I'm up to see a movie in a theater. I I have the movie pass, so I can see as many as I want, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I really get bored sometimes because I'm so used to seeing a movie where. Not that I can tell everything that's going to happen, but I know how it's going to happen, how, you know, everything's going to be handled. It's very, you know, <laughs> by the numbers. Um, so movies that just try anything new, whether I like it, whether I don't, whether it's, you know, going to make me uncomfortable or, or anything, um, I just really, really enjoy. And this movie not only made me very uncomfortable and used a lot of, you know, imagery, I mean, the, that can- those kangaroo scenes mm-hmm. that made me very uncomfortable um but it you know it, it kept me thinking and it kept me interested and it was just honestly unlike anything i've ever seen um i really love this movie um and again gabe t- took drunken i was gonna say drunken <laughs> wolverines i don't know why so i'm just gonna kind of take a uh, you know a sort of familiar theme and i'm gonna say i give this movie actually. Five uncomfortable family members out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Five out of five? All right. No, it's a new favorite, and it really just deserves respect. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Thank you for telling us about this movie pat really no thank you for watching it yeah, yeah. You know. so so good.
0: everyone listening this is the best movie i've seen so far it's on voodoo.com mm-hmm. vudu.com for free with ads so you yeah. get 30 seconds of ads every 30 minutes
2: yeah. I-, I rented it just because i'm lazy and i mm. wanted to watch it on my tv without ads it's like four bucks yeah but it pl- it's so worth it, it is it's worth, worth four dollars on amazon yeah excellent excellent it's
0: kind of a slow
2: burn for about 20 minutes or so but then
0: it really kicks in and it just goes and goes and goes stick with it yeah Yeah. and it looks old so if you don't like movies that look old (laughs) this will not be for you
2: again it was filmed 10 years earlier than every other movie and it looks just as good yeah Yeah. so
0: not many um improvements have been made in that time i guess i don't really Mm -hmm. know but thank you pat for coming along on this journey.
1: Yes. Thank you for
0: having me. Of course. Everyone, if, if you enjoyed Pat, let us know. We'll have him back. he would be a friend of the show. We need, we're going to have other guests, maybe. I don't know. We'll you, see.
1: You enjoyed me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Everyone enjoys Pat. Everyone enjoys Pat. <laughs> everyone enjoys Pat. <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. Um,
1: I, my mom's probably not listening to this.
0: <laughs> I just want to let you know, um, next week will be My Bodyguard.
2: June, 1980.
0: June. I've never heard of this movie. I don't uh, know what. it's Not about. picking back
2: up on not
1: the not the bodyguard. No, not my the
2: bodyguard. bodyguard. No, my bodyguard. Um. So no pick, idea. Picking back up on the 1980 trail. This yeah. is going to be episode uh, eight. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, June 1980. My bodyguard. Tune in for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're excited. I think it'll be fun. It'll yeah, be really fun to talk about. I
0: think I'm going to try and add something new here. Maybe I'll add a trailer right now.
2: Is this
3: Feel under the dust. You got gum there dating back to Neanderthal times. Really? The gum's not the worst. It's the boogers that freaked me out. Pretty awesome. You get hepatitis from the fresh ones.
2: <laughs> All right, thanks for wow. that. Wow, maybe, maybe I added a trailer. Wow, maybe I that really piqued my interest. I'm going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now you're intrigued. Yeah, now you have yeah. to listen. But thanks for listening. Um, mm-hmm. So today on our show, music was provided by Natural Anthem. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very good stuff. Find them at naturalanthem.com. We forgot to give net. them a what? No, Naturalanthem.net. Net, net, <laughs> That's what I meant. We forgot to give them a shout out last time. Um, Even I knew that. And they're great. So naturalanthem.net, please check them out there.
0: Mm -hmm. Twitter,
2: Rewind Cinema
0: Pod. Facebook, Rewind Cinema Pod. Gmail, Rewind Cinema Podcast. We're on Stitcher, iTunes, Pocket Casts, everything you listen to. Google Play. Google Play.
1: You are on Google Play. We are on Google Play.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Find us. Tell your friends about us. Please give us a rating on iTunes. We're begging.
2: We're demanding. (laughs) Do you give us a rating on iTunes? (laughs) No, we're good. No, yeah. We're, we're good. Give us a rating. Yeah. If you like us, give us a rating.
0: And I know that I said these episodes, I think in the first episode. <laughs> we're going to be around 30, 30 minutes. 30
2: minutes. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> They're running a little bit longer now. That's okay. The diehards <laughs> don't need 30 minutes. They need an hour and 30 minutes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what we give them. I think we do we, this for the people. We
0: fill a niche, I believe. We Hopefully do. you think the same. But
2: that's it. Unless you guys have other things to say. Until next time, Pat, watch... More movies. Yeah. Bye,
0: guys.